0: Chapter 1 Wednesday, 1 May, 2125 Greenwich Mean Time. Western Pacific Ocean, 300 nautical miles south of Tokyo Bay, 0625 Local Time. The sun climbed above the horizon, its glare shimmering over the calm water of the Western Pacific. The water was a tranquil deep blue, mirroring the sky above. No land was visible, there were no ships only the vast stretches of ocean stretching from horizon to horizon. Beneath the calm surface, the underside of the waves appeared silvery, reflecting some of the light back deep. The water was so clear that the surface could be seen down to a hundred feet. Below that, there was diffuse light enough to see fifty feet in any direction, but the underside of the gentle waves above could no longer be made out. At a depth of two hundred and ten feet, The temperature of the water suddenly changed from the lukewarm water of the Pacific in spring to the frigid cold of the sea below, the deep water, unaffected by sun or waves. At 300 feet, the light was barely enough to equal that of a flickering candle. Deeper, at 400 feet, all light from the surface was blocked, and the sea was darker than a coal mine. At 500 feet, the water temperature was a fraction of a degree above freezing, the sun above no longer a factor at a thousand feet the weight of the water above caused the pressure to be thirty times atmospheric pressure enough to crush all but the most primitive life forms here the water was undisturbed by currents fish sound or light it was a world more dead more hostile than the surface of the moon the nuclear submarine cruising at this depth was invisible no light to show the three hundred sixty foot length of her hull the 33-foot diameter cylindrical black pipe narrowing to a cone at the rear and to a bullet nose at the bow. No light showed the conning tower presiding over the cylinder of the hull. The conning tower, the sail, was a fin of black steel that afforded visibility for navigating the vessel on the surface, and housed the periscopes and antennae, her vital sensors, that could scan the world on the surface from the protection of the deep. Inside the cylindrical pressure hull of the ship. Beneath the sail, the forward compartment's upper deck was subdivided into rooms, most of which were full of watchstanders doing the routine duty of driving the huge nuclear ship deep below the surface. In the control room, the officer of the deck stared at the fire control screens and the sonar repeater monitor, bored now that no surface or submerged contacts were being tracked. Forward of the control room, the sonar room was quiet, filled with consoles and screens and enlisted sonarmen one with headsets, scanning the passive towed array neurofrequency display. The radio room and ESM room were empty, both of them unused unless the ship was at periscope depth. One deck below, in the middle level, the crew's mess was half-filled with enlisted men eating traditional bacon and eggs breakfast, their eyes heavy from six hours of watch standing through the middle of the night, the midwatch. In the neighboring galley, cooks were finishing the last servings of breakfast, cleaning up and preparing for a lunch of sliders, hamburgers so greasy they were known to slide down the throat. On the starboard side of the middle level, officers' country was quiet. The staterooms were empty. The officers' wardroom, which doubled as a conference room, office, movie screening room, and dining room, was crowded with men, some officers, some senior enlisted chiefs, and petty officers most were dressed in blue cotton coveralls there were silver or gold submariners dolphin pins above their left breast pockets all of them wearing sneakers or crape-soled shoes for ship silence the seat at the head of the table was empty the man in the seat just to the right of the end seat counted heads stood up and lifted a phone by the starboard bulkhead communication ship status console captain engineer here he said into the phone we're ready One deck above, in the captain's stateroom adjacent to the control room, Commander Sean Murphy smiled as he acknowledged and hung up the phone. Murphy was forty, of medium height, with the muscular build he had had at the Naval Academy. Since then, of all his classmates, he had probably changed the least.